everybody and welcome. This is Emmanuel and you are listening to the UX Research Club, the podcast that is dedicated to the rising field of user research. Who is this show for? It is for everyone. Actually, everyone interested in UX, product development and digital transformation. Whether you work for a large organization or for a startup, this podcast is for you. I would like to thank all of you for taking the time to listen to the UX Research Club all around the world. You may not know, but I'm doing this podcast on top of my job and it does take time. So I would really appreciate if you could give me a bit of support uh, by giving me some stars, review the podcast, or even better, to share it with your network. This would be amazing. I wanted to say a special thank you to the member of the following groups that seems to enjoy the podcast. User Research Collective, PhD to UXR, and Women in UX. For people that are living in London, in the UK, or close by, the User Research Social will meet up on Thursday the 9th of February, after work, near a Softwalk station. So people interested, ping me on LinkedIn or by email, and we can add you to the WhatsApp group. In today's episode, I will be talking about the role of the UX researcher. As many people ask me to define what is the role of a UX researcher and what it involves, it is important for cross-functional team, meaning designer, product owner, scrum masters, product managers, content designers, developers, engineers, testers, etc., to understand a role, and also it is important for people that want to transition to UX research to really understand what to expect. You will see me saying that my role as a UX researcher sometimes, even if now I'm managing UX research team and heading a UX research capability, I still call myself a UX researcher. It is in my DNA. So, in today's episode, I will explain what is the role of UX researchers. This can't be done in one sentence, as it involves so many tasks, skill sets, and responsibilities. Also, the task will change over time in the career of the UX researcher. The skill set will grow over time to reach mastery, and the responsibility will also depend on the size of the organization and the number of researchers that actually work in the product team. One thing I wanted to start with is that I'm so happy to see the growing field of user research. Over the last almost two decades, I sound a bit old when I say that, but it is true. I've been in the industry for quite a while, influencing or trying to influence the discipline and improving and adapting to the technological evolution. Research in user experience had grown so much. I remember in 2010, when I was lucky enough to be invited to the office of a recruitment agency for an interview, Meaning lucky enough because I always insisted that I was 100% researcher and 0% designer. A recruiter used to say to me that I will never find a job if I was not designing. I proved them wrong, actually, as I managed my career so far without doing any design. I do think that UX research and UX design are two different disciplines. This is not an account design, actually. Over time, of course, I learned to design, to create wireframes and prototype, and I can also code basic stuff too. But it is not my role to design. And I don't think the designer I work with would have been very pleased 
to see me overlapping their domain of expertise. To be honest, we, as a UX researcher, don't have the time to design. We have so much to do. As researchers know very well, the role of the UX researcher is full on, and we do not have much breathing space. By the way, next week I will do an episode on the importance to look after the wellness of your researcher. I did a talk about the wellness of a UX researcher last November at the UX Crunch event in London, so I will convert it into an episode. So this episode will cover and present a list of the most important tasks, responsibility and skill set that the UX researcher need to do in their role. So let's start with this long list. One, research methods. This is the primary and the most important skill set, the research method. Whether you are quant, qual, or mixed methods, your research method skills are essential for you to be able to perform your role. Some UX researchers will have expertise in a specific research method, while others will be comfortable using all of them. Be able to use the method with expertise to collect, analyze, and extract findings. Two, understand what the stakeholders' needs are. What do I mean by needs? What do they want to achieve? What do they try to solve? Which question do they want some answers? By the way, it is not always clear to the stakeholders, and it is our role to help them to clarify why they require some research. It generally takes several meetings to grasp all the information. We do not want to be a tick-the-box exercise. Therefore, the pre-research meetings are key to also explain how we can best support them and how the outcome of the research can help them to make the best decision. We do not want to waste anyone's time or money. Three, research plan preparation. Planning the research and preparing a research plan is an important part of the researcher role. This can only be done once the stakeholders have answered all the questions related to the objectives, which question they want to ask, which phase is the product, etc. The research plan will include the following. The objective, the research question, which research methods will be used, who will be the participants, and how they are going to recruit them, as well as the timeline and what is out of scope. Four, conducting desk research. At the beginning of every project, I would recommend that we always have to conduct some kind of desk research. This involves understanding the product, who are the user, the competitors, looking for previous research that have been done internally, reading previous reports, looking at similar products, getting the analytics, marketing survey, etc. The desk research unable to get some context, but also not to replicate what was already done in the past. Five, preparing the research. We have to prepare documentation such as questionnaire, discussion guides, screener, templates to collect data, checking prototype, learning how to use a product, etc. These take a bit of time to actually get ready to start collecting the data. Six, recruiting participant or managing the recruitment agency. Not every research capability have the luxury to have a research shop to manage the participant recruitment. Even if you have a research shop, the researcher still needs to tell their colleague which type of participant they need for their research 
and when they need them and work in a close relationship with them. If you are using a recruitment agency, you will have to manage the recruitment agency, build relationship with them, contact them when you require a participant, prepare a screener, send it to them, and moderate the recruitment process, provide information for the consent form and the NDA, make sure the schedule is ready with all the participants and manage no-show, etc. This is quite a lot of management. DIY recruitment, what do I mean by DIY recruitment? Is when the researcher has to perform the recruitment themselves. This takes a long time. Contacting internal people, product team, marketing, sales, etc. Use social media, client list, preparing emails, sending the email, booking the session, send invitation to the participant, consent form, incentive payment, etc. This is a lot of work on top of all the other tasks that the researcher needs to do. It is a second job, actually. People really need to understand that recruiting participants is a full-time job, on top of the researcher, full-time job. So get some budget to get some support to recruit participants. As mentioned in the last two episodes about participant part one and part two, Getting the right participant is key to the quality of insight. The participant recruitment strategy is central to the UX research capability and the output and the quality of the results. Seven, preparing the research tools that are required to collect the data. Whether you use a quantitative or qualitative research method, you will have a different tool set than you'll be using to collect your data. If it is a survey, you'll be creating your survey and uh, upload all the questions into the software and do all the setup to get your survey ready. Do several tests and then extract a list of uh, participants or potential respondents to send your survey and share it around. So if you are doing a field work, that will require a lot of preparation such as planning the trip, uh, if you have to travel, you will have to do flight booking, train booking, etc. You will have to decide which computer you will be taking with you and all the equipment if it's required for the data collection. You will have to play with a prototype before a session or learn how to use the product. For example, uh, we were doing a testing and an adaptation of uh, Jupiter Lab. Then actually we were testing with the users. So we had to learn the basics to be able to understand what the user will be doing. Sometimes it could be a bit challenging to learn how to use complex uh, products. We can't just turn up to a session without preparation. Going back to prototypes, oh my God, this is directly addressed to designer. If we've got any designer listening to me now, just provide your prototype well in advance. The researcher will need to prepare the discussion guide and also to get familiar with the prototype. You have to do a walkthrough with them and explain how your prototype is working. Don't expect that the researcher will know in advance how to use it. And they also have to be highly familiar to actually use it with a participant. So please, please, please send it well in advance. I don't know how many times this happened to me, but I sometimes received the prototype the night before or even in the morning of the session. That was absolutely crazy. Are you expecting us to prepare the discussion guide and get familiar with the prototype without any time? You know, we are not like Madame Irma and learning it from a crystal ball. So 
we need more than two minutes to learn how to use it and also to prepare and integrate all the information into the discussion guide. So please make sure, you know, you provide your prototype well in advance. That will reduce so much stress for the user researcher. Eight, collecting the data. So whether you use quantitative or qualitative research method, it will be a bit different. But if you do quant, let's say a survey, for example, it will be relatively easy because the software will be collecting the data for you. You just have to wait to get enough respondent. Whereas if you are doing qualitative research, it is much more time consuming and this involves several tasks. So the researcher will have to run the session with the participant, being the moderator, asking the question, interacting with the participant, and at the same time, try to stay on track with the discussion guide. Bringing back the participant on topic, he will start being carried away and exploring something else. This is exhausting, especially when it is face-to-face. -face. I find it is much more tiring when you are doing session face-to-face -face than remotely. Remotely is a bit less tiring, but it is still asking you a lot of energy. A few years ago as well, I was doing a back-to-back -back session in a lab, and actually it was from 8 a.m. until 6 p.m., which was far too much. My God, that was exhausting. I will recommend no more than six sessions in one day, and that is a lot already. Nine, analyzing the data. If it is quantitative, it will take a few days and you will run the analysis and the, some statistics and the, or, of the data. But if you are doing um, qualitative research, okay, it will take much more time. It is really much more time consuming to do qualitative analysis. It will take on average between two to three hours per participant, depending on the length of the session. It is important that the researcher also take a break. They can't do like back-to-back -back analysis in one day. It's far too much. So what do we mean by analyzing the data, qualitative data? This means replaying the video, recording what is going on into the video. We can put some transcripts, some quotes into a spreadsheet, for example, if we are using an Excel to call all the data. We also need to look at all the notes which were taking through the session. You may have the note taker who were observing the session, or you may have people in the observation room who are taking some notes as well. Try to group everything and start doing a secondary, find the, the full analysis. So you start putting everything in your spreadsheet, for example. And then once you've got that from all the participants, you need to go across all the participants. So you do a second analysis across all the participants. This is really time consuming and it will require between one or two weeks, depending on how much uh, information you want to capture. It requires a lot of attention and energy. Only then the insight and finding can be extracted. Very often, people misconceive the time it takes to actually analyze qualitative data. Even if we try to be much faster and we get faster and faster as we are more experienced, it still required a lot of time. Then, documenting and preparing uh, findings. So what you have to do as a researcher is to document and prepare all the deliverable uh, with the findings for the team. It could be a doc, it could be a presentation. Uh, this also takes some time and uh, it is good actually, which I keep saying then, to have some templates to save time in terms of preparing the documentation. 
11. Meetings. Attending project meetings, stand-ups, and etc. We all know that we have too many meetings, but it is also part of the researcher role to attend all those meetings. 12. Data management. Maintaining an accurate record of the interviews in a safe place, making sure the data are located in a safe storage place and is a password protected in a restricted location. Last week in episode 6, I mentioned the researcher responsibility of keeping the data safe. It is the role of the UX researcher to be the gatekeeper of the data. It is a responsibility. 13. Stakeholder management. We all know this so well. It is very important to interact and to manage the stakeholders. They always ask for more information and want us to change the project in the middle of it, or they want to add some screens or questions. This requires a lot of energy, a lot of diplomacy and soft skills. 14. Project management. The researcher manages the project end-to-end. So it is very important to understand that the researcher normally uh, has the full autonomy of managing the project. The junior will generally get the support for more senior researcher. But managing the research project, it is required. 15. Motoring junior. For some senior researcher, mentoring is essential and it is important to pass on the knowledge to uh, the new generation and to support the more junior. 16. Organizing workshop, presentation, sharing findings across the business. Therefore, good communication skills are necessary. 17. Evangelizing research across the organization. As you probably know, there is a lack of understanding of the benefits of UX research in most organizations. There are some exceptions, of course, but very often it is highly necessary to organize lunch and learn, show and tell, etc., etc. 18. Keep record of your KPI, key performance indicator that you have developed for the UX research team. So, for example, SUSCO, number of server and medium issue you have identified, all the session, what is working well, etc., etc. So you need to decide with your management which type of KPI from the research will be valuable for the business and keep record of them and just regularly prepare a report to share with your stakeholders. 19. Admin. So, lot of admin to do, managing the database of the participant, the tool use, the license, the booking of the lab, etc., etc. 20. Recruitment of the UX researcher. When you are growing a team, when you need to replace people who just left, you know, you need to actually spend time doing CV screening, interviews with new candidates. This is also time-consuming, trust me. 21. Prepare the roadmap. This, of course, is more for lead principle and management level. But this involves having an overview of all the requirements across all the different pillars in the business. 22. People management. I will do uh, next season an episode dedicated to UX research manager and this career path and the skill set which are required, etc., etc. So I will keep you posted. 23. Prioritization. As very often, 
we have a high demand of research and uh, it is important to prioritize based on the requirement, the objective, the alignment with the business, as well as the availability of a researcher with the right skill set. This also takes quite a lot of time and a lot of diplomacy. I will also do an episode about prioritization next season. 24, lab management. If you have a lab, sometimes the researcher also need to manage the lab, check if the equipment is working, etc., etc. 25, neutrality. Being neutral in our approach is essential. We have to provide reliable and valid results that will inform stakeholders as well as designers of what is a reality with a breadth of evidences that will help them to improve their product and to make the right decision. So being neutral is a key part of the role of the UX researcher. There are some very important skills that we are looking for for the role of a UX researcher. Here are the following. Knowledge in research methods, attention to details, neutrality, critical thinking, Communication, which can be written and oral and a presenting communication. Planning and scheduling. Organization skills. A lot of empathy and a lot of resilience. Of course, all the skills and tasks required for the role of a UX researcher will also depend on the level of expertise and seniority that the researcher has in the organization. Here a quick um, list of the different levels and the number of years uh, of uh, experience in the industry. So the junior UX researcher will be up till two years experience. So they start and uh, from entry level all the way to two years. Generally, they get promoted to the next level uh, within two years. The mid-weight is between two to five years experience in the industry. The senior UX researcher will be between five to seven years experience in the industry. The lead principal, it's a plus seven year experience in the industry. And then above uh, seven years, uh, generally uh, the management level uh, started at seven years, but there will be different levels. So it could start maybe a bit earlier. It really depends on the organization. But uh, in terms of the management role and leadership role, very often, a lead principal researcher will start by doing mentoring and start having some junior reporting to them. So that starts to help them to start doing management. Generally, the uh, principal or the lead researcher will have a hybrid role. But it really depends on the organization. Being a manager is not for everyone. And some people prefer staying individual contributor, just a researcher and excel in their skill set, while others really like looking after more junior researcher and managing a team. Very often, people end up as a research manager without really wanting to manage people or understanding fully the role and the responsibility of a UX research manager at every level. They get the promotion from the salary increase, which is not the right reason, in my opinion. Being a manager requires different skill sets, such as soft skill, taking responsibility for the team and the outcome, managing issues and people management, etc. I will do next season, like I said earlier, an episode on managing UX researcher and the role as a UX research manager. 
Many people want to transition to UX, and I will say this is great, as we need so many researchers. And it is not always easy to find strong researchers. I would say that people which are coming from psychology, social science, human and computer interaction, anthropology, ethnography, and market research are strong candidates to actually transition to UX research. I think they have a good transferable skill. So to summarize today's episode, we covered several points which are part of the role of the UX researcher. If you have one thing to memorize from this episode is that the UX research and the UX design are two different disciplines. We covered today the 25 main points which are part of the role of the UX researcher. And they will have to have knowledge and skill set of the following. Research method, understanding the stakeholder needs, preparing the research plan, conducting this research, preparing the research, recruiting the participant or managing the recruitment agency, preparing the research tools, collecting the data, analyzing the data, documenting and preparing deliverable and findings, going to meetings, data management, stakeholder management, project management, monitoring juniors, organizing workshop presentation and sharing findings, evangelizing research, keep record of the KPI, doing all the admins, recruiting UX researcher, preparing and supporting the roadmap, people management for manager, prioritization, lab management, and without forgetting, staying neutral. this episode today and if you have any question or a topic you would like me to cover you can contact me on info at uxresearchclub.com you can also find a lot of information about user research by reading my book practical user research which cover how to integrate user research into your product development details will be in the description of this podcast and finally if you want to support the ux research club please share it with your network on social media or please write a review or give me some stars. I see you next week for a new episode and thank you for listening and goodbye.